0: okay google play the sideline hustle podcast
1: sure the sideline hustle football podcast here's where you left off
0: what's going on everybody this is your host drew lieberman i'm slow packing <laughs> Our days here are numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like, everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it.
1: I want the good guys in. Get them <laughs> out of there. I want the good guys in.
0: To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is.
1: From the sidelines, we got to hustle because we got to eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still got to reach.
0: Yo, Coach Liebs here, and this is episode 7 of Coach Talk, Tuesday, September 18th. And uh, what's really on my mind today is how do you shift your perspective so that you can stay positive and energized even when things aren't necessarily going your way, even when you're not in the greatest of moods. And it's something that, that I've been thinking about a lot this week because it's so easy during this week. It's, it's Bosco-Bergen week. It's the biggest rivalry in New Jersey State history. It's, it's the biggest rivalry in, in our, our school history. So it's easy as a player and a coach to stay positive and stay energized and stay focused because the stakes are so high. And and the the cost of winning is worth it. And there's so much to play for this Saturday that it's easy to stay focused. It's all you're thinking about. It's easy to be positive, like all every fiber in all of our bodies. We just want to win this game and we'll do whatever it takes to get this win. But how do you. How do you maintain that same kind of energy? How do you maintain that same kind of focus and positivity throughout the grind of a long season? You know, like in New Jersey, we start practicing pretty much in in June and it goes, you know, basically nonstop between seven on seven tournaments, practice during the week, uh, things like that. It goes basically nonstop from June until, you know, if we win a state championship till December. Uh, so it's, that's a long stretch. So, how, so what tactics? What? How do you shift your perspective, really? And I think this is this is relatable to all people. How do you shift your perspective to stay positive and stay energized, you know, no matter what? And, and I think I've been thinking about that a lot. And you, you kind of gotta just take a step back and humble yourself and think about the things in your life that you have now that you know you once would have died for. And and I I have a kid who plays receiver who. You know, he this is he's a first year starter this year, and now he happens to be starting both ways for us. And last year, all he wanted to do was get on the field and start and prove himself and have a chance to contribute to the team. And he would have given anything for that. And now he's starting both ways. So whenever he's feeling down or whenever he wants the ball more or whenever he's not going as hard as in conditioning, it's a big tactic of mine to, to motivate him. And I remind him that you know who who are you now to be feeling bad for yourself when a year ago today you know you would have been you would have killed for for this opportunity and now you have it go take advantage of it don't let yourself you know feel bad about something that's generally out of your control or even if it is in your control you know you need to find a way to snap out of that and take advantage of this opportunity because you once did not have this opportunity and do not let it slip Um, and I think this has been especially more difficult for me. Uh, coaching high school kids and coaching college kids just because of the nature of of kids of being younger I think high school kids are so much more caught up in comparing themselves to other people and especially now with college football recruiting how all the offers are so public on Twitter and Instagram that kids get really down on themselves easily when they see a player who might be of comparable talent get offered by a school and they don't have an offer or they see someone who in their mind oh, I'm better than that kid but he has an offer and you and you don't. And I think kids easily get into their own head and they're so young and growing, you know, by the day that that they get down on themselves really for no reason. And it's all a lot of it's in their head and a lot of it, you know, it, it makes it makes your job as a pseudo therapist, which is your job as a coach. I think anywhere it makes it that much more important, I think, at the high school level. Because there's so many more emotions and so much more inexperience and immaturity in these high school kids. And, and there's so much more uncertainty. I think that's the biggest thing is that once you get to college, like you've made it in a way, you know, and I think if you're playing D1 football, like, yeah, maybe you're, you don't want your career to be over. You're trying to, to play in the NFL, but there's either you're going to be good enough or you're not. And I think there's some certainty in that, that if I just keep my head down, I grind. I have no choice but to stay positive and to work harder because, you know, that's the only way I'm gonna make it to the highest level. 1% of all college football players make it to the NFL. So you know that, that the margin for error is so thin, you don't even think about doubting yourself or or any of that because you know that that's just gonna ruin any chance you have. Um, and then, you know, if you're playing D2, D3 football, like you've accomplished your goal. You, you played football your entire life you you worked your butt off in in high school to earn an opportunity to play football in college and once you're there there's a little bit more certainty to that like yes you're trying to push yourself to be greater than you were the day before you want to play better next week you want to maybe go from you know a role player to a star player whatever it might be but there's some certainty in knowing that you have reached your destination as a college football player i think for these high school kids there's so much uncertainty there's so many kids busting their butt every single day who have no idea whether they'll get recruited, who don't have any offers, who don't know where that offer is gonna come from, or who, you know, there's a lot of kids dealing with financial issues where where they might have an offer from a D2, D3 school, but they gotta pay a decent amount of money to go to school, and there they, they don't know if they can afford if their family can afford college if they don't earn a full scholarship somewhere. And and that kind of uncertainty, you know, I think kids carry that with them on, onto the field every single day. And it's 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 something different to deal with because I have a lot of empathy for it. And it's hard for me when I've realized that those situations are going on in kids' heads. It's harder for me just to get after them and, and, and try to motivate them through force or, or yelling at them or, or you know threatening consequences. Like You do have to be a lot more caring to the kids and a lot more understanding of the situation because that, that's real life for them. There are kids who may not be able to go to school, may not be able to afford to go to school if they don't earn a full scholarship. There are kids who right now have no idea if they will have an opportunity to play college football anywhere. Because they have not been offered yet, and I think that uncertainty uh, makes it harder for them to keep their perspective positive. It makes it harder for them to stay energized every day and stay positive every day. And it's something that that I need to do a better job of thinking of creative tactics to 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 enhance their positivity and enforce positivity. Whether it's in meetings, whether it's the tone I set before practice, whatever that is, I think I think as I grow as a high school coach and, and kind of learn the differences between high school and college, uh, I I have to find different ways. To motivate these kids uh, and again not necessarily this week this is this is Bosco Bergen week this week it's easy like we're we're, we're so laser focused on the task at hand like I said before the stakes are so high um, you know it's not really an issue this week there's no one thinking about anything outside of winning this game on Saturday but you know as the season goes on and as kids get offered around them as you know people's situations change how can I, you know, bring positivity every day? How can I enforce that every day? How can I hold kids accountable to that? What kind of consequences can there be for you know negative thought? Cause I think anyone who knows me as a coach, I talk about the way you're talking to yourself, self-talk, more than anything, more than any technique. Cause I think that, you know, I've said this on this podcast before, you know, the way you talk to yourself precedes any physical ability you might have because the way you talk to yourself is going to allow you to have poise in big moments. And if you don't have the ability to be poised and clear-headed in a big moment, then it doesn't matter how good of an athlete you might be if you can't execute your job to to your maximum potential. And so I think that training the way you talk to yourself and talking to yourself in a positive way constantly constantly as like corny, as that may seem like it's true that telling yourself, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, you know, I'm going to be great, I'm going to be great just over and over and reinforcing positive self thought is so powerful in the long run, you might not see results from it in a day or a practice or a week. But if you just train that you are going to block out negative thoughts and be conscious of that, and be conscious of breeding positive thought, eventually, like good things happen. I think it's it's the law of attraction. It's you know what you think, what you put out into the world, eventually does come back to you. And, and I think that is that's a huge focus of mine for for my players now at Bosco because I think it's it's much more of an issue for them than it is than it was for the kids at Rutgers or the kids at Wesleyan that I was coaching before. Uh, and, and I think it's an interesting. You know, perspective shift for me, but also, you know, going full circle, I got to make sure that I'm in a positive place and I'm energized every day, no matter what. And I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but no matter what goes on during the workday, no matter what goes on, you know, in my social life or my personal life or whatever it might be, you know, I better find a way to shift my perspective and be grateful for the opportunity that I have, because this is such a blessing to be coaching at Don Bosco Prep, one of the greatest high school programs in the, in the history of our country. Um, it, it is such a blessing. So I better... You know, get my mind right every day before practice and and bring positivity and, and bring energy so that that can be reflected. My kids can reflect that as well. And, and we can have a great practice every single day. Um, so that, that's my thought for the day on a sideline hustle note. Uh, the new Cutters Glove Challenge for the week is going to be diving catches. Uh, by the time this comes out on IGTV and the podcast channels, you'll see the, uh, the little cut up I made on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You know, send in your best examples of of a diving catch. I'll be making a teach tape tomorrow that's focusing on embracing the fall and how you attach your eyes to the ball and use your body to kind of cover the ball up and embrace the fall so the ground never causes an incompletion. A very, you know, kind of nuanced technical aspect of of making these spectacular plays, but these spectacular plays are never just luck. It's always some sort of technique and and some sort of thought and and practice mechanism that goes into it. Uh, So that's it for today. Coach Talk Episode 7. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Everybody. Reach. 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 Reach.
1: My brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. Nope. I just went and put another beat inside a clown box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscayne. I love Miami cause they always treat me so well. Oh, oh, well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team now. They running their hands through, my head. My, head through yeah. my head. They used to never want to see my town. I-, I-, I got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight at like the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop.